We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily here. Um... All right, so the Raiders are cleaning house. They have fired Josh McDaniels. They have fired their GM. They have fired their offensive coordinator, uh, Mark Davis. I, I think probably a little less loyal than Al. I, I don't know that I'd remember yeah. Al Davis doing something like this. Like he was, no. he was like famously too loyal, probably. But the McDaniels experience is done. I it never made a ton of sense to most of us. But sometimes those second-chance coaches become awesome. Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, uh, you know, whatever. But not this one. The Raiders are a hot mess. They got to start over. I'm a little surprised they didn't do more at the trade deadline to, to you know, to let go of some or, or to trade away some players. Maybe they think a different coach can come in and still salvage this thing. But it hasn't worked, and it hasn't been for a lack of effort. They made a lot of moves, you know, that at the time they were kind of praised for. And it just, boy, it has not worked out at all. And, you know, it's probably, you know, not that Derek Carr looks amazing in New Orleans, but he's playing pretty well. And that probably also sticks in the craw a little bit uh, that you kind of chose McDaniels over Carr. And here we go. It looks like the Saints are in a decent spot to make the postseason and the Raiders are a hot mess. I, it's, it's just wild. And if you read the stories about how it happened, uh, which we're trying to still siphon through and see how real some of those rumors are. It's just nuts. But I, I'm not that surprised by this, I guess. I mean, it was it was never going to work. Yeah, it never made sense to me that Josh McDaniels was the coach for the Raiders. Um, I mean, he did not <clears throat> he did not have a good tenure when he was the Broncos head coach, if you'll remember, all the way back, what, 15 years ago. Uh, yep. And then he flirted with the Colts job, took it, then left and then went back to New England and then, you know, ultimately made it to, to Vegas. And it, it never seemed like it was going to work. The thing that I think is so fascinating about all of this is that if you'll recall, after the Raiders fired John Gruden, they had their interim coach and they made the playoffs that year like they did. They won games under their interim coach. And then, you know, all the Raiders players were like stumping for him to get the job. What was his name? Rich Bacasia or Bacasia or whatever his name was. <clears throat> they were really like wanting him to get the full-time job. Uh, and that didn't happen. And Mark Davis didn't retain him, didn't retain Mike Mayock, the GM at the time, and went out and got Josh McDaniels as the head coach that, you know, he's never worked as a head coach before. Uh, you know who I feel the most badly for in all of this? is Devontae Adams, because Devontae Adams has been so vocal about his desire to get the hell out of town. The trade deadline comes and goes. The Raiders don't move him. They don't trade him. He's still in Vegas, and then they fire Josh McDaniels, but and they now have an interim coach. But didn't, I'm trying to remember this, didn't Adams also like kind of demand a trade in Green Bay too? Like, I, I think he did. Yeah, but he was so like, 
Yeah, but I don't know. so like, what? Like, this has been get so over it. more vocal in Vegas than it I, was. I, I in I know, Bay. but like I fi- I have a little bit of a hard time finding sympathy. You you demanded essentially out of Green Bay. You get to the race. I'm pretty sure he Would did. Would you want to be with Vegas? Because I certainly well, no, wouldn't. but but he you you wanted the trade to get there in the first place, and you got this big contract. Like, but the team is significantly different now than it was when he great. got there. I mean, you, you I, go of from course Derek it is. Hart That's not my Garoppolo. point. But my point is like, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. You you got what you wanted. You got out. You you signed the big contract with them. Like this, that that's a little that's a little flaky to me. That's a little flaky to me. Like, sorry, it's not going well. You you made this bed, sleep in it. Like, don't you don't yeah. get to just demand trades all the time. This isn't the NBA. This is the NFL. You don't just get to command trades every five minutes, James Harden. Like, no, you you signed the big deal to play there. Go play. Go do what you're paid to do. Like, I I, I don't I don't have much sympathy there for that. They've had a uh, variety, and he, and he spent of most of his career, by the way, with a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. So it's not like he's been always burdened by bad quarterback play. They've made a variety of bad decisions in the Josh yes. McDaniels era. I mean, you know, from bad draft picks during the couple of drafts that Josh McDaniels has presided over, declining the option for Josh Jacobs. They signed Hunter Renfro to an extension, which Hunter Renfro is a good receiver, but I'm not sure that fit was ever really the right one, you know, for him to be long-term in Vegas. And there were rumors that they were shopping him too at the trade deadline. Just a lot of really poor, of course, Derek Carr leaving and the way that that all went down with Carr leaving the team and then going to the Saints. And I mean, the thing about it is like, it's kind of deja vu and the Raiders should have known what they were getting themselves into. I remember all the way back, when McDaniels took over in Denver, you remember he like from day one was at odds with Jay Cutler, who was the quarterback at the time in Denver, and then ended up like shipping him out and bringing in Tim Tebow. And like, how did that end up going long term for the Broncos? McDaniels did basically the same thing when he went to Vegas, alienated Derek Carr. Derek Carr ends up leaving and then they bring in Jimmy Garoppolo and that hasn't worked like McDaniels has a really hard time when he comes in as a head coach getting along with the incumbent quarterback. And that it happened in Denver, and it's happened in Vegas now. And I think that's a really large reason as to why he's no longer the head coach. Yeah, uh, look, I... Um... We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. He he just wasn't working. It's probably the best news for the Patriots, although they now have O'Brien there, so there's not really a spot for McDaniels. But that's he's been successful there, very, and that's kind of it. But... He had Tom Brady to help, you know, to to put in place whatever it is that he put, you know, that was so well done, right? When you don't have, if you can't adjust to not having Tom Brady, it's not it's not going to work out for you in the league, and it, right. and it didn't, and it's not going to again. He's not going to get another job as a head coach. He'll he'll no. end up with the Patriots again, I'm sure, um, and that will help the Patriots, I'm sure. But the the Raiders are now going to pay somewhere to the tune of. 40 to 80 million dollars to coaches that don't coach. And so like if you're Mark Davis, you they, you have to get the next one right. Like they that you're in Vegas now, like you've got to get this right, get stability, get like and I don't know who's out there, 
and who they can bring in. They've sort of, you know, they tried the retreads now. Like, you've got to do something different and just get this thing going in the right direction. It feels like a, you know, like a ship lost at sea with no no ability to go either direction, just kind of floating there. And they've got to make that happen. But, you know, like, whatever. Again, we'll, we'll let the... Let the rumor mill flow a little bit. There's some crazy reports out of The Athletic that we can get into once we see if those are more solidified on how this all played out. Um, but we'll do that. Uh, elsewhere, the Chiefs don't make any moves. Yesterday, the the commanders make a couple of interesting moves. But the Chiefs is what we're obviously paying attention to. Didn't think they'd do anything, and they didn't. Clark Hunt talked yesterday about a variety of things and, you know, they don't make any trades, Tommy. I think it's fine. I don't, again, like, I don't think there was anybody that they could get that was going to move the needle because either players that people wanted them to get weren't available, which I feel like is probably more of the case. And then there's other players that maybe were that just, they don't really help you any. So this is it. This is what the Chiefs have now. And, you know, do we have three weeks in a row or do we have last week? I think it's probably, I think it's somewhere in between, but again, with the defense they've got, I think it's going to be okay. I think in general, I'm not even just talking about the chiefs. I'm just talking about overall. I think we all need to stop hyping up the NFL trade deadline. It's usually not anything exciting. It's not like the major league baseball trade deadline where you've got a flurry of moves happening with contenders and trying to get, you know, different pieces to their team to make a postseason run. That's not the way it works in the NFL it's usually pretty lame. Like there, there occasionally you will have a high profile guy move like Christian McCaffrey did last year. Like that was a big deal. But I think overall, like I I'm tired of getting hyped up for the NFL trade deadline, generally speaking, and then really not a whole lot happens. And you know, all the reporting was there that the chiefs weren't going to do anything. They didn't. I think that, you know, at least I personally wish that they would have. I wish they would have went out and and made something happen at wide receiver. They didn't. They're going to stand pat. That's what all the reporting said they were going to do, and that's what they did. Is that the right decision? Time will tell. Uh, You know, I don't have much confidence right now in their wide receiver room, and I don't know if a couple of months from now it will be any better. I'd like to think it will be, but I've got no proof to show that that it will. We can't pretend like they haven't done anything, though. They traded for McCole Hardman, so they did make a move. They just like here's the thing: if they'd have made the McCole Hardman move yesterday, everyone would be like, "Oh, they got a you know they made a move at the trade deadline. Nice job." They did. They did it a week earlier. Uh, last year, they made a move at the deadline. They got Kadarius Tony. So like they've been active at the deadline. I think the timing of the Hardman trade maybe is a little distracting. Most people will act like they didn't do anything at the deadline, but the reality is they did do something. They brought in McCole Hardman. They just didn't do it on the day of the trade deadline. They, but they did it. They they added a piece to the to the wide receiver room. Now, since they've done it in that t- you know that time gap, he's muffed a punt, uh, so everybody has a little bit of a bad taste in their mouth. But I'm telling you, Tommy, if they made that same move yesterday, the same people that would be like, well, hi, and I'm not saying you're doing this because you're not, but there's a lot of people who are like, oh my god, the Chiefs didn't do anything at the deadline. If they had traded for McCall Hardman yesterday, those same people would be like, oh good, they made a move at the deadline. Like, but they, but they did, you know, they did it just a week earlier. I, I don't think there was anything that they were going to be able to get done. That was the responsible thing to do that here, here. So in the NFL too, like it's not like in major league baseball, you get traded, you can step in and go do your job the same way the next day for another team. You can't do that in the NFL. Like they need an entire off season to put in place, you know, plays and things. And like, 
for a player to come in, especially a wide receiver for the Chiefs, which are notoriously difficult for wide receivers to pick up the offense, that's a tough that's a tough sell anyway. That's why Hardman made sense, right? Because at least he would have some knowledge of how this thing works. But to go trade for somebody who's never been there, like how much time does that take? You know, so I, I think it's I think it's a difficult thing to ask them to do anyway. And and, you know, you, you're sort of like the time to make a move was the offseason. Right. Right. Yeah. Right now, it's a little more difficult to just plant somebody in there and expect him to make a huge difference. Yeah, I'm going to make an analogy here that I, I've been thinking about ever since the trade deadline passed. In my mind, Brett Veach, I think, would make an excellent president of the United States for one reason only. And that's because if you had him in charge of pressing the nuclear button, he's going to show the most amount of restraint possible and never do it, right? Like, not not be tempted to do that. And, like, that's what happened. Like, he could have very easily pressed the nuclear button and went and traded away the future for the Chiefs, traded away draft picks to bring in somebody like DeAndre Hopkins at the deadline um, or any of the other wide receivers that we talked about that were potentially on the market. Uh, and, and he could have kowtowed to people like myself and others who have said this wide receiver room is garbage it's going to hold them back they're not going to be able to win another Super Bowl because of that you need to do something need to fix it whatever and Brett Veach it, you know he, he stays the course he he is resistant to that sort of thing moving away from that strategy that he's got in place where it is drafting well and developing young players to come alongside the high-paid stars. That's the strategy for the Chiefs. Whether or not we like it, whether or not we agree with it, that's irrelevant. It's Brett Beach's strategy, and that's what he's done, and that's what he's going to continue to do. It's it's the right strategy because it's really the only strategy, and I do think he shows tremendous restraint. But also, like he moves up and down in the draft. He has been not afraid to trade draft capital uh, in, you know, like Frank Clark and Orlando Brown and, you know, he moves constantly in the draft. He did trade for Kadarius Tony last year. He did trade for McCole Hardman this year. So it's I, I think that it's a little deceptive, but the the overall plan that cannot be wavered from is that the Chiefs draft picks hold a little bit more value than other teams because they're going to have to rely on those players to be significant contributors while you have to pay the other players. It's the, you know, it's the ultimate issue most teams run into when they have to pay a quarterback. It makes it really difficult to pay your other good players. Now, the Chiefs are very fortunate that Travis Kelsey plays on a discount. Like, very, very fortunate. If you think the team-friendly deals Patrick Mahomes is under are good, go look at Travis Kelsey relative to his peers at what he does. He should be paid, number one, he should be paid like a wide receiver. He does more than wide receivers do. But even just among his tight end peers, go look at his contract. You want to talk about team friendly, right? None of this works if that stuff doesn't, Brett Veach doesn't appear nearly as smart if Travis Kelsey is not willing to do that. That's the reality. So, you know, Veach's responsibility is to take advantage of those things, of the fact that, He's got a guy like Kelsey playing on a criminally good team deal and Mahomes doing basically whatever they need him to do. Not every team gets that luxury. 
And I'm not saying that players need to do that every time. It just it's the situation the Chiefs have. So yeah, you got to be really careful and less desperate probably than a lot of teams feel. The other thing is they are good enough to win a Super Bowl if they do nothing else at the trade deadline. They weren't put in a place of desperation because of any injury or anything like that. And they know, just look at their defense now. Why is their defense so good? Because they've done well drafting those players. And so you've got to be able to do that and maintain this thing and keep that window as open as possible. Does that mean there may be individual years where they don't do everything they can to win a Super Bowl in that individual year? Sure it does. But it also ensures their ability to be in a good position to win a Super Bowl for, you know, another 10 years instead of two years. I I think they're doing the right thing. I think if the move was going to be made, it needed to be made in the offseason. Why did... did why do we sit here and say Chris Jones' deal is not going to get done? Because it didn't make sense. It ultimately got done anyway. Chris Jones didn't earn anything extra out of that, but they just weren't going to do it. That's where they weren't going to do the Tyreek Hill deal. Hill deal. They weren't going to do the Chris Jones deal. Like they just they know what they have to do and they know what they can't do and they don't waver from it. And that does take restraint. So I, I agree it does. with you. It takes restraint and it also takes a really, really thick skin when you're hearing from people like myself, and I'm going to admit that, who will say things like, you got to trade for a wide receiver, you got to sign Chris Jones, you got to do X, Y, and Z, and then they sit there and they, they say, we have a strategy, we know how we do this, and this is what we're going to do. And again, I'll, I'll say it, whether or not I agree with it is irrelevant. What I've learned now is that Brett Beach is going to do what Brett Beach feels like he needs to do as the general manager of the team. He's not going to bow down to any kind of pressure that he gets or criticism that he gets or the fan base getting antsy or whatever. And, oh, by the way, he's won two Super Bowls with this strategy. You know, so I I think that you have to kind of balance it. Like, on the one hand, yeah, I would have loved to see Kansas City make a big blockbuster deal yesterday right before the trade deadline to bring in a plug-and-play wide receiver who was out there on the market, potentially, that you could plug right in as a downfield threat for Kansas City for the second half of the season. Would have loved to see that. It would have been so much fun to watch. But then, realistically, I have to remember, that's not what Brett Veach does. And he's not going to, because his responsibility is to take every opportunity to take advantage of Mahomes and Kelsey giving him those opportunities and in order to do that they have to evaluate again it's the same it's the same thing with Chris Jones I'm just I'm telling you they're not going to do anything that restricts them from making sure that offensive line is in place they have been telling us that by what they've been doing for three years now through the draft through what they did trying to solve left tackle like all of this stuff the top priority now that Mahomes' deal is done for the Chiefs is making sure that line is in place. It, it, it like it is so clear to me. Like that is that is the absolute number one thing that they're trying to achieve, and that means they've got to pay a couple of those guys, and they're going to have to pay them a lot of money, and they're not going to do anything. I don't think that compromises that. I will be stunned if. You know, health isn't a factor, and Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith go anywhere. They will do whatever it takes to keep those guys there. And I think that's the right thing to do, by the way. I would do the same thing. I think that's far more important to the Chiefs franchise than bringing in a wide receiver like that. Now, 
Veach's problem is he's not evaluated these wide receivers well. We'll see on Rashi Rice. He looks good. But Kadarius Toney? <laughs> Sky Moore? <laughs> nope. Like, he's missed on a lot of receivers. He's got to get that right in the draft if this Are is going to work. Are you off the Sky Moore bandwagon, like, for good? Well, as far as what he could be, probably. Can he still be a key contributor and meaningful player? Sure he can. But he's not ever going to be the guy there, I don't think. I think Rashi Rice probably is. It looks likely to. That doesn't mean Sky Moore can't be really important to them because I think he can and hopefully will be. But it's you know we just have to bring that we just have to bring that expectation and that ceiling down significantly to what he's ultimately going to be for the team. Eight six nine twelve forty. What do you think, Chiefs fans? Uh, are you okay with the lack of addition to the wide receiver room? Again, they that's not totally true. They added McCole Hardman. Uh, but was that enough? You can let us know on the IHOP hotline, 869-1240. Congratulations, by the way, to Ryan for winning our final pair of tickets to the AEW event this weekend at Interest Bank Arena. We'll give away some HTO as well on the show today, so still an opportunity to win a prize here with us on Sports Daily. We'll come back, wrap up our number one right after this. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.